Welcome back to The Mentors. This is Vadim. And Sergey. And you're listening to our weekly segment called The 5-Minute Pick-Me-Up, where we tell you stories to motivate you for the week to come. And today we're going to tell you a story about our late father, Samuel Zalmanovich Ilyevzin. Yes, this is kind of a continuation of a three-part series that we did about our dad last year. Uh, the first two parts were called How to Do What You Love in the Communist Country, and the third part was called How to Make It in America, which, as you can tell, are the stories about what our dad did in Belarus to become an education reformist and a successful one at that, and in America to start a business. But Years ago, it was um, in 2012, right around the time, right before we moved to New York City from Boston, our dad was operating his business in the mall. You've heard about it if you've listened to that three-part series. And at some point, unfortunately, uh, while operating his business, he was already in his mid-70s or so. Actually, he was 72, so early 70s. He was unfortunately diagnosed with lung cancer, and it was stage four lung cancer. So there was no choice but for him to shut down the business. So that was obviously a difficult part in in all of our lives. So after he was diagnosed, he obviously spent months, probably the first year, in treatment. And we were fortunate enough where he got accepted by the Dana-Farber Institute to participate in a new therapy called immunotherapy, which actually extended his life by a number of years. But after a while of doing this, I mean, look, our father was restless. He was a go-getter. We always envied his ability to just focus and execute on work, even if it's something that he didn't want to do. And inevitably, after a year, year and a half of treatment, he got restless and he wanted to work again. Even though he was in his early 70s, he had to get back to work. And it was one of those things, I don't call it male pride of a guy that was born in 1940s, call it something else. But it was one of those things, my mom was helping take care of him. She couldn't work as much as she used to. He couldn't really run the business at all so for him it was a feeling of i want to be able to support the family again and also i want to be productive again i mean i'm sure it was part of the uh sort of mental state of mind as well we all after a while if when you're doing nothing for an extended period of time you get bored and actually getting back to work sometimes feels pretty good right so you want to be productive you want to feel like you're spending your time effectively and i'm sure that was part of it as well yeah that's true and he even started writing a book he wrote ended up writing over the course of the next couple of years pretty much half of a biography that vadim and i go can go back and enjoy now so he was intrinsically motivated to start adding value again Actually, if you read Russian, you can go to revzins.com and read some chapters from the book that my father started writing. So at a certain point in time, and you know, he's writing his book, he's trying to keep busy. It might have been maybe two years after he initially got diagnosed. He became so restless that he said, boys, I want to try to get a job. Part-time job, I don't care what it is. And we're like, all right, dad, I mean, sure, uh, you know, you, you're healthy enough where we think that you could probably do that. I don't know how you're going to do it. And the caveat is, too, he, he hadn't told a lot of his family members about uh, the extended family about his ailment because he, he's not the kind of guy who liked pity. So he wanted a job, but he wasn't really willing to leverage his network to get a job because, again, he wanted to do it himself. And so he went out and made it happen for himself. Now, we'll tell you in a second how he did that. But the reason why the story was so motivating for us is, I mean, look, sometimes each of us, we have our dreams, we have things that we want to accomplish, we have things that we want to work towards. But we come up with excuses all the time for why we shouldn't do something or why we might fail at something or why it might be too hard to even try to pursue. And here's a man that said, you know what? 
I don't want to go to my network for this. I don't want to ask for help from anybody that I know. I'm going to go ahead and do this myself. Vadim and I always talk about how you should ask for help. You should leverage your network to your advantage. Don't be afraid to do that. But we know that there are sometimes situations in your life where you can't. And sometimes you just don't have a network to leverage. So what do you do? My dad could have come up with an excuse. Instead, he got us up one morning. He said, boys, we're going to the mall. We're like, okay, sure. We, we wanted to like stop by Best Buy or something. And we got into the mall. And he's like, I'm going to go talk to some people about potential opportunities. Maybe I can get a part-time job in the mall. And Vadim and I were kind of just, you know, we're like, okay, this is kind of a long shot. We're just going to go to Best Buy. Uh, we have something to buy. We'll be out in, you know, 15 minutes. Maybe we'll help you out. Mind you, our dad's English was sort of broken. I mean, he never fully became fluent at it, but still he had a business in the mall for, what is it, 20 years. And so he knew that he could do the work. And so while we were in Best Buy doing God knows what, on that weekend, uh, we came out and met him by like Payless Shoes or something, and he was holding a business card in his hand. And he said, oh yeah, I already talked to a guy and I'm meeting with the, the boss on Monday to talk about a potential job. And we're like, what the, what the hell, Dad? How the hell did you do that? It's been about 15 minutes. Yeah, how did you do it so quickly? And he found the one store owner in the mall that happened to have a Russian boss, and he knew that he'd be able to talk to the guy and negotiate whatever he needed to as far as you know flexibility and schedule, etc. So he found a perfect situation for himself without knowing anybody at all in that mall. So we went to the mall. I mean, that was his technique. This is what he knew. Right? There was no grand plan. It's just, let's go and see who I can meet. And without even telling us, he went out and did it himself, met somebody in basically no time, and did it in a way that he knew how. Uh, and created an opportunity for himself without using anybody in his network or without asking for help from anybody except, in this case, a stranger. And this is, again, a guy in his 70s who... 20 years before that was a hotshot. I mean, I, we're maybe we're a little biased, but in Belarus, he was definitely uh, a guy that knew all the diplomats in the area. He knew all the politicians. He knew all the education reformists. He could get stuff done in our city. And he did. And he did. And he did. And here, when he has to start all over, you know, brass tacks, go show up. That's exactly what he did. So the point of the story is, especially as we now have had a number of days off here in the United States, for those of us that had July 4th off and a few days afterwards, we're coming back to work now. We're coming back to the grind. And it's easy to come up with excuses. Oh, I have too much shit to do. I don't want to do something else because it means I have to use my network or have to do something that's uncomfortable or ask for help or maybe reach out to people cold. What we're saying, try to stop coming up with excuses for just a minute. How do you do that though, Sergey? It's hard because we have our lizard brain telling us, don't do this, it's too hard, you're gonna fail, why start in the first place? So how do we stop coming up with excuses? Not everybody, including ourselves, can always act like that, like our dad did. Well, the first thing that you could try to do, and Vadim and I use this technique a lot, is make it harder for yourself not to follow through on whatever it is you wanted to do. Whether it's telling a friend, whether it's sending an email that puts it into action, whether it's sending you know, a text, whatever it is that puts the thing into action, in my dad's example, showing up at the mall and getting that business card, make it harder for yourself to not follow through. And we actually recently did that. Uh, we have a live event that we've been planning for a while, but it would take quite a lot of effort on our end, so we kind of put it on the back burner. And last week, Sergey reminded me, and he said, we got to just put this back in action because we've been a little lazy and didn't haven't wanted to work on it. And so what did we do? We just sent an email to a couple of the contacts that we needed to start putting the wheels in motion. And now we have a few calls scheduled for next week to try to execute against it. But 
again, we kind of made it harder for ourselves to give up on it by now reaching out to people and now we have to actually respond to them and do the work. That's our little hack for acting. The second way you can avoid making excuses is give yourself a good enough reason. The story about our dad that you just heard, he certainly had the best reason in the world to try and go get that part-time job. He wanted to help provide for his family. He wanted to make sure they had a financial cushion. He had the situation where this disease prevented him from running his business. So there was a lot of intrinsic motivation. You can also create that for yourself, even if it's not obvious. What is your reason for pursuing something versus is not pursuing? What is the cost of not doing it? The reason has to be good enough. So maybe you've been wanting to act towards something, let's say, to get a different career, but things have been really comfortable and you haven't wanted to. But maybe flip it around. Think about it this way. Things are really comfortable right now. You're actually in a good place to take a little bit of a risk. And perhaps if you put in some effort, you can actually work towards a more fulfilling life for yourself. So you're in a better place right now. What a great time to act. Or maybe it's the exact opposite. Maybe you don't have any time right now, but you're also miserable at work and that's negatively impacting your life. Well, if you put in a little bit more effort, perhaps a year from now, you'll be in a job that you love and you'll be making more money and it would have been worth it. So come up with whatever mechanism that you need to pull yourself out of that mode of making up excuses for yourself and either create a system of accountability by starting to act right now and reaching out to people or giving yourself a good enough reason to act now. That's it for our five-minute pick-me-up for the week. Shoot us an email if you have any questions or want suggestions. We always read every single email if there's something that you want to think through or you're stuck. We don't want you to feel like you're the only one. And as always, if you found this episode helpful, we just ask one thing from you. If you could just hit share in whatever podcast listening app you use and send it to one friend that you think might find it useful this week and get motivated by it, we'd love you forever and be super helpful for us. And let's spread the word about the mentors. Alrighty, we will see you on Wednesday. Have an awesome week.